Two Shoes podcast. I'm Ellie. I'm the daughter half. And I'm Becky. I'm the mom half. And fair warning, if my voice sounds a little bit groggy, it's just because I think, along with apparently everyone that I know, I'm a little bit sick. Um, but it's this like season. really low level. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I almost want to say that that's been worse though, because it's like you never get to the the peak of it where it's like two to three days of like I want to die, and then after that you're like oh, I'm good. It's kind of just been like the almost sick feeling for like a month <laughs> and it just makes you really tired yeah i'm i literally was eating lunch i'm like i want to go to bed <laughs> yeah like this is just to help you out ellie a glimpse into how you feel past 30 all the time okay let's not that makes me so depressed <laughs> <laughs> no thanks i'm good so the weather outside is frightful no it's not really it's not like, you literally having like christmas music and a hallmark movie the other day i need to be like i need to get to another family with this like christmas attitude you're i gonna can't leave you're gonna leave the family over christmas huh uh-huh i have to yeah. go homeless apparently because i'm already homeless based on the, how i dress well that's your choice if you want to look <laughs> homeless like a bag lady that's fine. okay okay you and daddy always make fun of me about this i like baggier clothes and sometimes i like to wear a hat with said baggier clothes a beanie <laughs> when i walk with around a, with a patch on it it does not have a patch on it I'm kidding. stop <laughs> s- spreading lies i just like sweatpants and sweatshirts or big baggy like shirts or jeans and things and apparently that makes me look like a homeless person this is not the conversation. The conversation is why you had us watching a Hallmark movie the other day. So that Christmas wasn't me. Hallmark movie. That was Daddy. And uh, years uh, uh, ago, uh, uh. I, yes, he put it on. He put it on. You, you came you in the room later. Instigated. I did, I did not. He was scrolling around on regular like TV that you get off of the antennas, and apparently we have like 500 channels now because oh, yeah. of and and he was like, "What? There's a Hallmark channel that we get?" And there was a like a really predictable hokey Christmas movie <laughs> and just very recently I might add he and I have been converted to Hallmark Christmas movies we used to abstain wholeheartedly and then we watched a couple and we we're like actually I don't care that you can predict the ending this is really funny and fun it's so bad that it's good yes exactly and so we I'm like not even in a cynical it. way it's just like this is awful but I, yeah. I'm here for it yeah the acting's bad the plot is completely predictable you know what's going to happen each time and it doesn't matter like it's just fun so that's why we put that, that being up. said it's october hey we weren't the one who got the programming i mean the tv already had it on the tv it's so the tv's fault clearly there's an audience for this i'm oh, not there's alone. an audience i just don't want to be the audience well you didn't have to stay in that room and watch with hot cocoa okay and that that was unfair how am i supposed to say no to hot cocoa that's my worst enemy and it was dairy free i haven't had hot cocoa in months and months and months because of it being summer no oh because of dairy okay i would have had hot cocoa every morning otherwise okay so yes he did lure you in with a big tray of hot cocoa and marshmallows and like cuddly blankets it was a cold rainy october day we were all sitting on the couch it was super fun listen i can't i'm not gonna deny them okay listen to me i'm not gonna deny that it was a vibe it was fun and it was a vibe that being said it could have also been a vibe a couple weeks from now when it is already heavy into at least into november preferably past thanksgiving here's my thing okay hear me out hear me out hear me out hear me out i was always on the boat of like no christmas before like thanksgiving whatever and then at one point someone was like 
have you ever tried like listening to music doing christmas stuff like before thanksgiving like they were basically saying like the whole reason that that stuff has so much fun and holds so much weight is because it holds so much nostalgia so it's like why wouldn't you want to like make that longer than it already is i was like that's fair why would i not want to have like warm fuzzy memories like months before that um and so i was like oh whatever i'll just go for it and so i like started like listening to um christmas music in like late october and like through november and i proved my own point because by the time it got to like actual christmas break like time i'd been listening to christmas music for so long that it wasn't special anymore and i'd been drinking cocos for so long that they weren't as tasty anymore and like the rare specialness of it was ruined so here's what happens in our household just for the benefit of our listeners is we don't decorate for christmas until after thanksgiving we don't usually like bitch- literally when thanksgiving is done i mean thanksgiving evening we typically start but yeah. it's not always we try Able, to, though. Yeah. Um, and we don't typically watch any Christmas movies until after Thanksgiving. I think last year was, like, the first time I ever remember us watching a movie early, and that was Home Alone. And that was at some point in November. Um, Which is not terrible. No. And then, like, I have been listening to Christmas music early since you were, like, a baby. I've been listening since October um, as soon as it gets cold enough outside where I have to start wearing a jacket and it's like not, it's definitely not summer anymore. Like, so I, like fall, mm-hmm, like, like late fall, oh, mid wow. to late fall. I, I just get that feeling. I want to bake cookies, you know, all the things. And so, um, you've actually been surrounded by this since you, before you remember, but I would do it all the time. It has to be the right day for it. Like if it's bright and sunny and like 50 degrees, like, no, not really the vibe. So it's in bits and pieces, and um, we don't have this, like, some people are so militant about you can't touch Christmas, like, you can't even say the word Christmas until, you know, November 27th or whenever Thanksgiving lands that particular year. It's like, well, that also takes a lot of the joy out of it, too, I think. Yeah, I think it's like, I've listened to Christmas music, like, this year before, intentionally unintentionally like little videos and stuff or like actually looking up like christmas places and looking to a couple songs like i'm not actually so like hard and fast on it is that the right phrase i feel like that means something else it's is that for money i don't know hard and fast rule is that actually sounds kind of bad it's like i don't know i I, I don't have anything for you on that one okay well basically i don't follow it religiously um it's just like oh could you refill my tea Thank you. Guys, you don't even understand the vibes we have for this episode. We are, well, I can at least speak for myself, literally cuddled up in a blanket on a chair. We're drinking tea. We're spilling the tea. It's all the vibes. But I, like, listen to Christmas music a little bit before. It's just more of, like, when you, like, go all in. I'm like, that has to be after Is that what you did then last year? Did you go yeah. all in? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was okay. just like, well, that it's makes not sense. Worth it. That makes sense because there's a limited canon of Christmas music. There's a lot of Christmas music out there, but if you go ham, like, t- two three months in advance you get to the point where you've heard every single song like half a dozen times, times yeah. yeah and gets to the point like, where you hear some random like six-year-old lady on the radio singing about christmas toes and you're like oh thank goodness it's not one of the same ones i've heard right and yeah so that makes sense if you christmas so toes. i think there's definitely a balance and um you know your father was pretty hard hard line hard stance against it for a number of years and then um, he, at some point, just gave over to the, the Christmas dark side. side. Oh. <laughs> I don't exactly know when, but now he's the one who is most likely 
to make some sort of like early in the season Christmas vibe. Yeah, not not him literally putting on Home Alone playlist with like all the vibes going on. Like, sir, it is October. And all you had to do was leave the room, which I you did. did. I left. Yep. I left quickly and swiftly. Uh-huh. But also the fact that October is almost done. Is that crazy or what? Right. We have one more week. Act. Wait, what? I, I thought mean, it was two. No, no, no. We like the 31st is i think tuesday next tuesday i'm shook yeah wow. so then we'll be into november and then you can stop making me feel like a horrible human being for <laughs> loving christmas early. i love christmas too i just don't want to ruin it i'm just scared that if I, it's my favorite holiday and i'm scared to make it not as good is it your favorite holiday it is that's what we did on our 20 questions and i stand by it hey what's your favorite color you know what my favorite color is. <laughs> what is it right now? Right now it's blue. What kind of blue? Most shades of blue. Except for, like, puke blue? Mmm. Not <laughs> sure what that <laughs> is. When you've eaten, like, too many ring pops and then you're like, oh, I don't feel good. That's oh. puke blue. Yeah, well, I feel it like all just that's comes still... Back up. No, it's... We're, uh, you we're, still like that color. Okay. No, we're done there. You're dedicated. We're done with that. Um, <laughs> I think I don't like the blues that start going into, like, the the tea i mean tea, even aquamarine and teal are good why have you always been a blue girl why are we doing this i don't no know i'm just curious <laughs> no one cares okay i don't well, know I, I guess i've always loved blue i care um okay so wait i'm gonna just start rambling do you have anything to say before i just talk my ear everyone's ears off why don't we explain what you're going to be doing here? Um, basically, I have a brain, and it works overtime. And when it's not working, my mouth is. And that's why you guys get to listen to me. So basically, I'm going to ramble a bunch of thoughts that are going on in my head. What? You created a podcast so that you could verbally process the world. Shh. Let's <laughs> cut that out. People aren't supposed to know that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, for real, though, do you have anything crazy? Any thoughts? any no, updates you, you know i don't have thoughts oh not the wait can we talk wait we can cut this out if we can't do it can we talk about the creepy man at, at the church we can talk about it wasn't now don't hype it up i'm not but, gonna hype it up okay. but it's just like something yeah. like that happens i'm just like bro what so i like got off of work today and i come over to pick you up because we have the one vehicle so i always have to pick her up um on mondays and thursdays which is when i yeah when i go to work um and i was like just going in and parking next to the doors whatever um and then i see this guy just like walking past on my like the left of the vehicle i was like okay no big deal he's kind of staggering i'm like okay so he's probably drunk he looks kind of homeless um but like you work at a church so i was like oh it's probably just some creepy old man who's trying to get money or something so wow that's super judgy wait how's that judgy that's that's just an observation that happens that's how it works it does happen but you call him a creepy old man looking for money (laughs) well yeah he was creepy he was definitely on the older side if not a very sick 40 year old man um and what you thought he was close to 40 i saw him too he had white hair yeah that's why i said sick okay like ill Okay, I didn't think that was judgmental. Now I feel bad. I thought that was just more of an observation. Well, anyway, moving on with your story. Yeah, anyways, moving on. So he's kind of just like walking towards the front of the building. Um, and I was just like a little concerned because there's just like stuff, weird stuff that happens at the church sometimes. So I just texted you. And I was like, just like, hey, just FYI, there's like a weird dude outside. So just come straight out. Um, so I just grabbed the mail and came back in the vehicle. Well, then I like pull backwards to be closer to the door so you can come in. And this guy like pokes his head around from the side of the building and sees me. And I'm like, Oh, crap. So he comes walking back this direction. I'm like, whatever, no big deal. Um, and so I'm just waiting for you to come out. And then he comes up to the next to the window, and I can, like, see him out of my peripheral in the vehicle. And he's, like, getting closer and closer, and then he's just like, hi, was hi. He standing, was he standing next to you? 
he was like getting like basically like the length of like me to like the guitar probably is like well i'm talking to you you're the one who asked so like 10 feet oh don't ask me my spatial reasoning is shot but if that's how much that is then yeah so he wasn't right next to the vehicle but he was like coming closer and closer and he was just saying like hi hello hi over and over again i was just like futzing on my phone i was like okay i'm good i'm done so i just (laughs) stuck the phone down and pulled the car into drive and i was like turned over slightly and i was like bye and then zipped over to the front of the vehicle so then i'm like you need to front of the building uh, yeah front of the building and i was like you need to come out please um so you were just like lock the car or leave so i just locked the car dude comes sees me drive away just stands and watches me and then walks over to his car gets in his car and drives around and behind of my vehicle and just parks right behind and mind you i'm not in a parking spot so this guy's just parked at this weird random angle like right behind the vehicle in a teeny tiny car so the only way that i can see him is i have to like arch my whole body around and so that every time i try to see if he's still there i have to make eye contact with him and he's just staring at me <laughs> I'm like what is happening it's so i'm like texting him I'm like you should come now you should really come now um and then i like see you through the window and you're like hi i'm like oh it's fine so i just like lock the door and just waited i turn like i keep turning around like see if he's there i like sat down text you two seconds turn around he's gone i was like okay sir literally a ghost i was so freaked out but it literally just zipped away in two seconds i guess he was yeah that was weirder than you first explained it i'm sorry that's okay. I just was like, I didn't want to freak you out when I first said it. I was like, what the heck is going on? So I think what you did was fine, but if that ever happens, what a unique situation. I can't imagine that happening again. You waiting in a parking lot and for someone, and then like a person's kind of like stalking you. But if that ever happens, feel free to just like leave with your vehicle and drive and yeah. see if they if they're following you you just drive right to the police station yeah that's what i was thinking i was like i don't really feel in danger i knew you were right by the building i knew the like vehicle was locked and if he was going to come up again i i had the upper hand being inside the vehicle so mm-hmm. i was like i feel equipped but it was just like weird i'm like what in the heck that was weird and he didn't attempt to get he didn't call the church because we keep the doors locked mm-hmm. he didn't like, i didn't see if he get tried in. to get in i just couldn't because he went around the corner so I wasn't sure if he was just, like, trying to get at the doors or what. But, like, it's like, bro, what the heck? And he was obviously drunk. So I was like, mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the way he was walking and, like, talking. I was like, mm. Sir. Sir, sir, sir. Anyways. Fun stuff. Excuse me. I'm going to have tea burps. That's not going to be fun ASMR for the podcast. I'm <laughs> sorry. That was so unnecessary for me to say. Anyways. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's not tea burps, it's garlic. I had pasta for lunch. Okay, that Whoa. was, you just really outed me there. Sorry. It's okay. Um, okay, so I've, I'm going to tell you what era I've been in. Wait, I have to actually read this. I'm completely forgetting it. I just cut out this silence, please. What? Why are you making that face? I'm prepared. Well, I am. I just <laughs> had to read it. I just come, okay, listen, I have to. Every time I try to read it, I get myself talking, and then I forget what I'm saying. Are we going to cut this out? I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's something I've been realizing. Okay, first of all, just saying comparison, ew, because it's so overused. And every- What did you make that face for? The word comparison yes. makes you say ew. Yes, because here's why. Every single person in existence talks about it, and it's like, no dip comparison is bad for you. We just still do it because we're humans. Get over okay, it. Okay, so it's not the word. It's the concept. Also, it's not a good word, comparison. It's just annoying. It's like you couldn't just say a better word than that. Comparison. It's like compartment and like Perry the platypus stuck together. Compartment platypus. That's basically what comparison is, which makes sense because it's like comparing yourself it's, to a platypus. It's Perry's son. No. 
Come, Perry's son. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, really? Because I'm the weird one here. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Um, okay, but basically I'm going to talk about that, but I don't want you guys to think, oh, sorry. I don't want you guys to think about it that way because that's annoying. So basically, I'm, I'll, I'm almost positive that nobody's... zero people were going to think about it that way. <laughs> but I just had to preface it, you know? It's like saying, don't look at the elephant to your left. Don't. But everyone looked. And now everyone's like, comparison. What a weird word. You're right. I kind of hate it. Glad I can help. Um, anyways, it's just... Okay, I don't mean it like the word. Is, it's just that a lot of people use it over and over again, and it's used for like a lot of different topics and stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> um, so basically, okay, here's something that I was realizing. Like, my brain will literally fix itself. <laughs> you need to stop. I, I can't focus. You did this. <laughs> Good thing this is a big open space. Okay. So, basically, um, my brain will just literally pick onto the most random things to get, like, just not even, like, jealous over, but to just be like, oh, I'm not far enough because of the most random things. And it's certain things will be, like, obvious. Like, if I'm, like, oh, I'm not, like, I don't have the best grade in math or I'm not doing the best with, like, something, like, something that's an actual tangible thing that's, like, oh, I can improve that. I really don't think that that's that big of an idea. I feel like that's kind of healthy comparison. And then it's like, oh, people have better math grades than me. Oh, well, then I should probably bring my math grade up, you know? Um, but it'll be literally the most random things where I'll, like, see a video of a girl doing, like, ASL. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know American Standard Sign Language. I'm so behind. Huh? Like, the most random things. Or some girl will be speaking, like, be, like these are both language things. But she'll be, like, bilingual or something. I'm like, I don't know French. Like, I really should learn French the heck yeah because you're really behind what was the other one that I had like oh yeah like when it's videos that are like you know your best friends if and then it has like this random um situation and I'm like oh my best friend and I don't do that I'm like uh okay so that before we're not best friends I'll be like you know your best friends if you guys always go to like the inner city mall together sir oh my gosh you don't know where the inner city mall is I know I'm like oh we're not friends huh yeah. so just realize that I kind of had to like set myself up for a second and realize that literally the most random things the internet will just be like you're not doing this completely random thing that also you couldn't possibly do look at you sucker it literally makes no sense it'll be like oh you aren't like doing an exchange year in like Bali bummer also I'm living a life like literally the most random things that just like are completely impossible for yeah. like where I'm at Please. May I speak into this? Miss Becky, you may speak. All right. So for a very long time, we kept you off social media for reasons like this. And it's not like you're shooting yourself in the foot by explaining this, but social media, the way that people behave on social media is like they're only going to be showing their best life, their brightest, their best achievements. They're not going to be like, wow, look at my messy room. Although it's getting a little better. It used to, but it used to be like <coughs> this whole epidemic of everyone's living this amazing life except for me and it's not just you that happens it happens like people can fall prey to that all the time it's it's this envy thing and it's it's this not being content with what you have and normally before social media before internet before like you could just be inundated with people that you know and like wow I didn't realize my friend from high school traveled so much look at that they get to travel all the time 
that sucks. Like, I don't get to travel ever. You know, things like that. Well, before, like, places like Facebook or, or Instagram, I wouldn't have even known, like, what state that friend lived in because I wouldn't have talked to them for 20 years. Like, now I see their whole daily lives. We never actually talk. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. then there's, like, so that so the social media aspect of it, which you're feeling is not unusual, and it's good of you to kind of step back and be aware of it, like, at a stage that you are because it can cause actual depression in people and that's something we've kind of touched on before in our podcast how like like it's one of the reasons that I really only let you have Instagram and even that I'm not even positive about because it can cause this whole look at me mentality and I've got to show a really cool thing and I got to keep up with my followers and all this stuff and so um you know, there's just a lot of different negatives. There's a lot of amazing positives too, because you've learned how to do things, you've learned styles, you've learned um, artistic, you know, like how to paint different things and um, how to sew different things. You've gotten so many really cool ideas from like Pinterest and, and Instagram and stuff like that too. Like I've often said to you, when I was like a kid, basically an only child, like a lot of hours to myself, feeling really creative, I really could only do what I knew how to do. I had no resources, no external sources to say, yeah, but have you ever thought about doing this with your art or this with like your talents? Like I had nothing like that. So I was very, very limited in what I explored and what I did. And that hasn't been the case for you. And I'm really happy about that. But all that to say that comes with this balance, this cost where you also see what other people are doing and they're really amazing at a thing that you're not or something that you didn't even consider doing and now they're like an expert at it because they've been doing it for a decade and you're like well dang it mm-hmm. I'm not as good as that yeah and it's like why you're right I mean you've already said it like why do I care mm-hmm. like why is that a thing yeah and it's, it's not even for, for me it's less of comparison of like I, I mentioned like traveling but for me it's less of comparison of like I feel like it's less on the classic thing like oh she's prettier than me or she gets to travel more or she has a better like whatever it's less of the superficial things, things that I end up ha- like getting bent around a little bit more are like people who have their dream careers or who are academically further than I am for like for their age or people who are just like have more opportunities and so they can strive after their goals more efficiently. Um, and it's the harder thing is not when it's something so unrealistic like I don't know French cool, I don't live anywhere where I really need to know French, okay? So I really don't have to beat myself about that. It gets hard when it gets to the point where it's like, oh, that person has something that maybe they, you know, have a rich daddy who helped them get or whatever, but it's like when it's something that you actually could possibly work towards and you haven't, that's when it's harder. Like, oh, you can't just be like, oh, well, I couldn't have gotten that anyway. Like, oh, I couldn't have done that anyway. It's like, mm. no, potentially if I worked harder, if I'd done better, I could have actually been where they are now. Um, and I think that that's, a little bit harder to wrestle with in realizing that you can't just brush it off and it's a tricky situation because you don't want to bring yourself into shame and be like look at you you can't do this you're like I don't know just like a random thing like I don't know someone getting into what's it called um what are vases made out of pottery yeah someone who's like really into pottery or something um and it's just like a really cool form of art um I can't just be like oh well I couldn't really be good at that it's like no actually I had classes and opportunities that I could have furthered that craft but I chose not to I could have been at the place that this person 
is or further if I'd continued to work towards that but I chose not to and I have to choose to be at the same time saying not saying to myself like look at you you stupid you couldn't get that far while also understanding that well yeah this is partially your fault that this isn't something that you're going towards is that necessarily a bad thing no but you just have to understand that there's consequences to your actions or the lack thereof without holding yourself with guilt um and it's just like the moral of like life is just like that you two things can exist at once and just remembering that like it doesn't have to contradict itself in that you're not feeling not feeling guilty for something doesn't mean that you're not understanding its value does that make sense yeah i mean i think i can as you were talking i was like realizing that i have um a similar situation where i felt this once um so i i've probably felt this more than once but um this is the one time where a a friend of mine who i'm not really in touch with anymore but when i first knew her she was big into um, coloring, like the adult coloring books with colored pencil. And so she just had like, she, that was the kind of like when she would get off of work, that was her de-stress was coloring books. And I was working on a colored pencil drawing, like a commissioned art piece for someone's pet. I was drawing for them. Oh, yeah. And um, we both like colored pencils. So I went over to hang out at her house and color together. And I remember her being like, oh my gosh, I could never freehand draw. I could never shade the way you do. I just color in the lines. Years pass. And she remarried. And this guy is super artistic himself. And and they, and they, he kind of allowed her artistic passions to blossom. And her, you know, her son graduated from high school. So now she's in it. Like, it's just the two of them, right? And they've really, really leaned into their artwork. And now... She's got colored pencil, freehand drawings being shown in museums. And I hit that moment of realization where I was like, not too long ago, she couldn't even picture doing what I was doing as just like a person drawing for a friend. And then now she's like doing so well because she's leaned so far into the same craft that I do Mm -hmm. that she's light years ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And that was like really hard Mm -hmm. for me because I'm like, oh man, I could have done that. Mm -hmm. I could have done that. But then I, like, it was really, first of all, it was humbling. The second of all, it was really good because the perspective I had to shift from that was, I still have four kids in the house. I was homeschooling at the time. Like, the fact that I even found time to draw at all was a miracle. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't her life. Her season was totally different. And it was like, oh, well, that's not my, that's not me now. But that doesn't mean it could never be me if I even want to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a cool, like, complete, like, the whole gamut of emotions around that. Yeah, because it's the, it's the immediate response of, like, realizing that you're not at the same place as someone else, um, which is purely emotional, especially if it's something that it's something that you've been, like, working towards. Like, if, something that, like, is consistently very triggering for me is when I, like, see someone who's my age or even younger um, who's already, like, very proficient in, like, their musical career, like, is like oh sorry I should have silenced my phone um just like already has music made already has a following basically has things figured out I'm like crap like I should have started earlier I should have worked towards things these things quicker um but some that's just like the immediate response mm-hmm. when in actuality where they are isn't necessarily something you even want it's just the fact that you don't have it um and I'm really grateful for where I am and who knows if I'll end up actually like making music for a career honestly I 
doubt it because of my attention span but like I am glad that I'm in the place where I am right now and my life would look completely different if I had 2,000 Spotify followers um, by the age of like 10 uh, that would completely have shifted the way that my entire life operated so it's just dumb honestly to look at the very surface level like top of the soup piece of people's lives um because when like you were saying like you saw that like what was the important little like ding 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 for you was like oh she's got her work in museums and i don't but that's like basically not even a part of the entire picture i don't even want to use the thing of the iceberg because there's so much of an iceberg that pokes out of the water like that was probably like the first like four inches of the iceberg like this woman had an entire life that she was living with a myriad of different people in her life and her different husband in different circumstances different house different upbringing those are things that you couldn't even possibly begin to compare to how you've been operating right um and when you think about it like that it all just kind of breaks down you're like oh i'm kind of being overdramatic and it's like very just it just doesn't apply to you and you Mm -hmm. have to realize that um i think it feels dangerous for my mind because it feels like if i'm saying like that's not your story and that's not how you're supposed to operate it feels like i'm telling myself like oh you just don't think you're capable like you're not able to do these things anyway and you're just giving up um and that's when i just have to come back to that and just being like i can be grateful for where i am now and realize that my life isn't their life while also understanding that i can work harder towards goals that i have and i'm not always doing my 100 percent. but there doesn't have to be guilt surrounding that and I mean, I've talked about this before, but it's hard with something like that when it's your own, you know, you're driving yourself um, because it feels like almost if you don't hold guilt for yourself, it almost feels like you're telling yourself that you don't care and you don't think that it's valuable enough. And you're like, oh, like empathetic almost. Exactly. Like, oh, you don't feel guilty about this? Well, I guess you just don't care that you're not doing your best. It's like, no, I cannot feel guilty about this while still completely understanding that I need to be working harder towards this. It's just the fact that, frankly, guilt is a waste of time and it helps literally no one. So, that was all over the place, but moral really. of the story. Really? Yeah. Good. I feel like it, my brain was maybe just all over the place. I hope it came out right. Um, but moral of the story is just that there's really no reason to compare your life to other people's um, in a negative fashion. I think it's healthy to look at what other people are doing and use it as inspiration or even a little bit of healthy peer pressure to push you in the direction that you need to go. But if you feel that it's starting to like be a detriment to your life and just your general well-being cut that baby out yeah and get off social media (laughs) world story yeah because i wouldn't have even known like i'd lost touch with this friend and i wouldn't have even known that she had like this success in the medium of choice for me and so like that was another example where social media showed me something that i didn't need to know Mm -hmm. like congratulations i was really happy for her yeah because she came out of a really crappy marriage to find this other guy and like fulfill a dream but like at the same time i was like hmm that doesn't reflect poorly on me. Mm-hmm. So. Shoot, I actually had something on that, but I don't remember where I put it. Um, but maybe I deleted it. But basically, it was just, like, the fact that the best way to... Maybe I just read it on Pinterest or something, but, like, the best way to combat jealousy is with celebration and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, a very healthy way to operate in those situ- sort of situations uh, really a very Christian thing to do, to be honest, is, t- and I have to be kind of like doing this with myself very constantly, um, but just when you kind of feel those feelings coming up of jealousy, 
Um, I try to literally say, like, as cheesy as it is, like, I'll hear about, like, oh, so-and-so graduated early, blah, 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 so-and-so just, um, you know, got one of her works to state or something. I'll be like, wow, I'm really proud of her, or I'm really proud of him. Like, he's doing exactly what he wants to be doing, and God, I just pray that you help him to feel joy and satisfaction in what he's working on and to understand that he's getting extremely far for the work that he or she is putting in. And that feels so good. It immediately shifts my entire perspective when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I got to know that person. I'm so glad that I got to be a part of their lives. They're doing something great and I'm so happy for them. Um, And suddenly it's not a pity party on me. It's a wonderful celebration to them. And they'll probably never know about that little 10 second prayer that I just had. Mm -hmm. Um, But it completely shifts the way that my day is. And honestly, best case scenario, instead of that being a detriment to where you are, after a little reset shift like that, it changes to not like, wow, look at they are where they are. It's like, wow, look at where I could be, you know? Like, look at what mm. they're doing. I could get there too. Like, that's exciting. Um, and it's it's seriously just like a 10-second prayer that it just can completely change your entire outlook on it. That makes me think of something that happened when I was in high school. One of our, our health teacher was a Christian, and he was really, like, vocal about it. And um, one of the things he said, so, like, when I was in high school, our basketball team was was really good. And it was going to go, like, I think... You was, weren't on this team, by the way. Perfect the boys' people. basketball yeah. team. Sorry. <laughs> I was I, yeah. <laughs> I never played basketball. I, I was tall, and everyone assumed I played basketball. But I was like, I'm too uncoordinated for that. But um, no, I, not you, like, nodding emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm so uh, ungraceful. It, I feel like it's more like you're just like a newborn deer. I like have too long ice. of limbs. On ice. Newborn deer on ice. It's like it's, Joe from Little Women. Yeah. That's how they described her as like oh, a really? deer with too lanky of limbs and she didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> yep. That's always been me. Me and my ape arms. But anyway. <laughs> no, but like our high school basketball, the boys team was really successful. And um, one year we won the state championship. And then the following year we didn't. We got like right up to like the whatever the game is right before you go to state and then a team beat us and so we didn't get to go to Madison and everyone was like whoa we're gonna like you know high schoolers like we hope that team loses the first round in Madison blah 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 and this teacher was like actually why don't you cheer for them why don't you cheer that they win because wouldn't it be cooler to say we lost to the state champs than we lost to like the third runners up or something like that like you could say hey we lost, but we lost to the state champions. I mean, come on. Everybody would have lost. We yeah. were as far as we can go. Yeah, exactly. And it was kind of like this, men- like, I remember that. I don't, any other kids even, like, heard him because they were all like, we lost. But I was like, oh, I never thought about something like that before. It was a total, like, mind shift for me mm-hmm. where you, you cheer on the one that's better than you. And, and I feel like that kind of ties into what you were saying. Like someone has achieved more than you have and they're immediately shifting the, the jealousy part to prayer and hoping like for, for success for them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I actually just like thought of something as well of um, being on the opposite side of that. Like there's been situations where I've been further along than people. Surprise, surprise. That's, I'm sure that's every single human in existence. But um worse like not worse but like especially where I've been farther along than someone who's working towards something similar um and it's an awkward situation to be in because you I almost like feel bad that I'm having success Mm -hmm. um and one of the best things that that person can do for me is be glad for me 
like not only is it helpful for you because you can just get rid of that um, jealousy and that just kind of pent up um, but you also are bringing so much peace to them because I, I'll be in situations where I almost like don't want to tell someone that I've succeeded in something or that something went well um, because I'm like oh they're gonna be they're gonna be jealous of me they're gonna think that I'm further along than me it makes you feel guilty for having success um, mm-hmm. but the best thing that they can do is just be like oh my gosh I'm so happy for you like tell me all about it like immediately makes you just feel so grateful and peaceful it's just yeah and thought about that mm-hmm. so it's really just all around helpful for every single human I had someone in high school, so back to colored pencils again. I was like really, you dove into your music in high school, I dove into my colored pencil drawings. And so I was like, by the time I graduated, like I was in like the upper levels of high school, people knew like amazing drawings on the wall, you know, near the art room were mine. And um, one of the the things that happened was there was a, a girl who was older than me by a year who also was really good at art and she excelled and she had also like dove into colored pencil drawing and so our drawings were very realistic and I kind of had like this bent where um I was into drawing big cats like wild cats like leopards and lions and stuff like that and she was all about wolves it was so weird like we both just had like our subject that we always wanted to draw so she was always drawing wolves and I was always drawing pumas and cougars and, and all that that's the same animal, sorry. But you know what I mean. And um, she did not like that I was also getting awards and accolades at the county fair. And like we were in the same 4-H club. It was so funny. Like it was just like this weird awkwardness between us. And then like the art teacher would ask both of us, like, can you, you know, enter your this work and that work and, and into this contest and all that. And um and and it was just there was never like neither of us was really we were both like rivals mm. kind of and it was so stupid because oh, yeah. like I could have been better than that but like we, we were also friends like this was the really weirdest part like if we didn't talk about our artwork we were fine but if like a new like wolf drawing went up I'd be like oh she thinks she's so good or In whatever. Front of her? No, no, but like, you know, <laughs> just so, so catty. Yeah, stupid. Stupid. And if, if we had been like, we could have really excelled, like caused each other to excel even more. If we Made had a, a, a wolf puma. Yes, breed. like a liger. No, I'm just like saying, like, <laughs> we could have really pushed each other if we had been supportive of each other. Instead, we were like rivals, and this mm-hmm. was stupid. Like, you know, and then she graduated, and then I was, you know, because I was a year younger, I was still in school, and, and you know, I would just keep drawing away. And, um, but it was just like, I look back on that, it was like, yeah, it was petty. It was so stupid. Mm-hmm. And like, and if I had had been like a more mature Christian at that time, um, I, you know, I should have built into her as well. Mm-hmm. So, mic drop. Yeah. Um, so, uh, actually, I feel like my other thing that I was going to say kind of ties into that, so it works out. Um, but another thing I've been working on, this is just probably going to be short, but just accountability, is being less judgmental, which we already <laughs> touched on. Oh, I didn't even think that that was going to be judgmental, so that shows how much work I need. Um, but I just feel like it's been something God's kind of been convicting me about mm. lately, um, just because I am very quick to judge, and I sometimes have a very... Um, bad mentality about people in general just like everyone's like dumb 
basically like everyone's dumber than me like nobody sees the things that i see nobody understands the problems that i see nobody understands the problems in themselves that i can so clearly see um and it makes me kind of have this superiority mindset which is just not healthy um because while some of those things might be true that doesn't mean that those other people can't see things in me um or see things in other situations or even just have different spiritual giftings um so i think i just have to learn that like while those things might be true um i don't have to have such a bitterness around it which is what i think kind of leads to me being judgmental um is i just i make extremely quick and unfortunately accurate um assumptions about people and then when they come into fruition i'm just like okay i'm done with you and then i'm just like very judgmental of them um and it's not good for anyone and i just know that like i have to i think like the flip side of it is just like seeing those things in people instead of making that just further my belief that like humanity's doomed i can use that instead to be like oh how can i help them because i can see that these these things are a problem with them or that i can see that these are places where they struggle like these are things that i can kind of like um build them up as a christian as opposed to being like oh well i see that you do this therefore all people are stupid you know coming from someone who is married to a person like this <laughs> um i will tell you that people will only be helped if they want to be helped so you offering help is probably a huge effort and futility so i would just caution you about like your energies on that i think the better thing to do would be to you can't turn off what you're seeing that's just a part of you your discernment and and how you can kind of predict how people are going to behave or or you know the other aspects that you have said but if you clothe yourself in love um in humility it won't stop you from seeing those things but it'll it'll train you and more and more to have the heart of christ when you see those things because you know that jesus saw everything when he was around the people in israel mm -hmm. like even more like to the nth degree he saw everything and man he loved those people so much mm -hmm. And, and so, and, and when he needed to, he called people out on stuff. And when he needed to, he just loved them. And, and that, and people were just drawn to that. And so that they were kind of warmed up to hear the hard things that he had to say. Because they already felt the love. So, you know, depending on how close you are to a person, if, you know, there's a relationship there, like a friendship or, or like you're related or whatever. Mm -hmm. Having like a heart of love, then maybe you can say a thing because it's, it's not coming like a sharp, wounding barb. It's coming more like a, hey, I love you. And I would love to see, like, have you noticed this? What could we do? Like, what could we work on together that would help you through that or whatever? Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, you might still get rebuffed because people are people and either, like, they're very defensive or they literally sometimes probably won't even know these things about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be like, what are you talking about? No, that's not my problem. And then, like, okay, no problem. Like, you leave it be mm -hmm. at that point. But yeah, and that's just hard. It is hard. It is hard for your personality type, and I get that. That is not my mantle. That's not my cross to bear. I have a different personality than you and your dad, but I've seen it blow up in his face so many times over the years when mm -hmm. he's tried to push people to make the changes that he can see down the line would be beneficial for them, and they're mm -hmm. like, 
I'm not ready for that. Get on my face. I didn't ask you. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, since you're younger and, and hoping to build into you a little bit, like just giving you that kind of word of caution is like work on the, work on like humility and love and all those fruits of the spirit because that discernment is not going to go away. But rounding out the rest of you to go along with it is going to actually go a long way towards helping people, which is what you actually want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. It's just kind of like, I think I just have to work on shifting my mindset. And I've been working on this like for a bit now. And um, the more that I think about it, the more that I realize that it's very integral to who I am. And that's not good. So I need to just like kind of step out of myself more often um, and just realize that like judging people and like being put off by people doesn't make those problems that I have with them change anything. Um, and it's not going to change anything. It just puts a really bad damper on Christ, which is is stupid. (laughs) So accountability, this is what the podcast is for apparently now. It's me using it as an accountability buddy, but that's something I've been working on lately. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. No problem. I have one more thing. I promise. I know this is getting long, but, um, the other thing that I'm working on is, Actually, I don't even know how to describe this, but basically I just recently had this realization that I have this, I'll come into certain situations um, that are very like simple things and realize that like, I'll just like won't do it because I'm thinking that that's something that like only an adult would do or that like, oh, I'll just do that when I'm older, but like whatever, I'm not going to do it now. Um, Or things that I think will be like a part of my life when I'm older, but aren't now. I'm just like, oh, whatever, I'll just wait till then. Um, but I've realized that like so many little things I can literally be building into myself for my future. And now this all sounds weird until I give it examples, but like it'll literally be the most random things of like, I really want to be like, when I'm an adult, I really, I'm going to have such a clean house. Well, your bathroom and your room are a mess. Oh, well, that's because I'm a kid. Well, can you clean your house when you're an adult? Yeah. Can you do it when you're a kid? Yeah. So why are you doing it now? good point so I'm like okay then I'm just gonna clean my room and something about that shift of realizing that like these things that you think are gonna be normal for you as an adult can be normal for you now and also just realizing that like adults are still growing up too even when they're like supposedly adults and it's not like I'm gonna turn 18 and suddenly have all these abilities to be super clean it's like I have to be working towards that now so that when I by the time I am this imaginary adult that I so commonly speak of I'm gonna be a person with a clean house and a person that does their laundry and who knows how to cook meals and who is kind and patient to people around them. Um, And something about kind of shifting the mindset and being like, these things that I'm working towards aren't to necessarily better my current self, but to build a better future for my future self is just really inspiring and makes me wanna do those things more um, and just put into myself more when I just realized that there's so much that I can give my, my future self now, um, there's really no reason for me to wait on. You yeah. did a lot of nodding. Do you just agree? I was, no, I totally agree. Like, that's one of the reasons that we gave you guys chores so early mm-hmm. in your life and didn't wait around or just do it for you because you're quote-unquote kids. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, I yeah, I'm hoping you'll clean your toilet and <laughs> <laughs> pick up your clothes. <laughs> But, like, for real, 
it's it's absolutely true i don't yeah. really need to add to that at all i just like i watch you like just go into the kitchen and just like see the dirty and clean it or like daddy just like see that we're hungry and just make a meal for us it's like he didn't have to like oh okay come on you gotta get up you gotta make the meal you didn't like have to give yourself a 10 minute pep talk or like reward yourself with candy at the end of doing the kitchen you just did it because that's what you do because that's a responsibility that you have and i'm guessing that that wasn't the funnest thing and it isn't ever the funnest thing to do but it's something that you just had to get used to because that was a responsibility and expectation um but i have responsibilities and expectations too so there's no reason for me to be putting off this idea just because of the label of an adult like oh it's gonna be easier no no, it is not. It is not going to be easier. I ex- I encountered people in college who weren't given chores as kids, and they had a really hard time mm. understanding that they had to clean up and their roommates weren't going to do it for them. Oh, that makes me so grossed out. Like, and I'm not talking about necessarily anyone that I'm, but like, you know, you're in dorms and you're in a floor of like 60 girls or whatever. And like some of the rooms were amazing and some of them were pigsties and you just didn't even want to go in there because both of them were like, I don't know, mom always did laundry or whatever. And it's just like, like, okay, for real though, gross, like grow up. (laughs) But you can't just like, you can't say that like exactly. They didn't turn 18 and suddenly downloaded were all these skills that they had been putting off. You just Mm -hmm. have to be working at it. And so that's why we're hoping like, you guys, you know, the boys, more than you, but grumble, like, fold the laundry, cook, go sweep the dining room, you know, like, rake the lawn, all the things. It's like, oh, but it's like, okay, great. But when you get out into your own and no one's there to tell you to do that, you're just going to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be this big mystery. Like, living on your own is going to be enough. Like, scariness. Like, learning how to do chores at the same time. Like, how miserable. Mm-hmm. So. And another thing is, like, it's not even necessarily, like, it's definitely on the physical side of chores and, like, responsibilities and things like that. But I was also thinking about the fact of, like, how when I imagine my adult self, it's things like I, she's really, really good at communicating and dealing with conflict. Okay, but I'm not. Okay, but you could be. And so I've put myself into situations, like, we had, like, kind of a disagreement the other day. Um, and I kind of spent like a lot of the day thinking about it and I was like, I'm just not gonna say anything. I'm just not gonna say anything. I'm like, if I was a grown up adult, I would need to say something about this to get this out of the room. Like I would need to ask for her opinion and have a healthy confrontation about this and like actually talk about this. So if it's not easy for me now, how's it gonna be any easier for me in 10 years? Like I need to start working on this now. Um, and realizing that I was helping potentially future relationships completely down the road like I was imagining like what if I get married and I haven't had these types of conversations and then I get in a disagreement with my husband and I just go off and drive for a half hour that doesn't solve the problem like I have to have these conversations so I was like kind of scared but I was just like I'm just gonna talk to her about it and it was really good and we had a great conversation and really like figured out a bunch of things that we would not have had I not said that um and I just it's little steps that just make you feel more and more equipped does that yes. mean that I'm going to be able to like solve every fight that I have in my marriage? No, of course not. But does that mean that I'm going to be closer to being more equipped? Yeah. And I feel really good about the fact that I can put time into even things like my future marriage while I'm only 16. You know, that makes me feel really peaceful and really equipped, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has been a bit long, so I think yeah. we should definitely wrap up. That's all but I have. Thanks for sharing your, your deep thoughts with Ellie Cell. Yippers.
I feel like this was a good episode. I'm very biased. I literally just talked the whole time, so it feels good to me. I like talking. Can you tell? <laughs> I like listening. That's really good. Do you actually like listening? I, don't I feel know. like you're just capable of it because you don't like you're more less of a verbal processor, so you by default have to do a lot of listening. But do you actually enjoy it? It depends. Not this time. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like it depends in life. Like sometimes I glaze over with um, certain people. And um, I can't help it because they tell a story and they repeat like the same three bullet points like eight times. And I'm just like, yep, I get it. But they just keep talking. So um, I don't think you know anyone in your life who does that. No. Um, but anyway, no, it's fine. Cool. Well, guys, I was, thank I was you. Oh. One, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was once told that I was a really bad listener when I was oh. in middle school. Like, I saw a group of my friends go off to talk about something. And I was like, what are you talking about? You can talk to me about it, too. And they're like, no, not really. And I was like, what? And they're like, no, you're actually a really terrible listener. You interrupt, and you don't really pay attention. And I was like, oh. oh. I mean, it cut me to the heart. But honestly, after that, I paid attention. And even as, like, a 12-year-old, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're right. I'm terrible at listening to people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just think that what I have to say is the most important. And so from that point on, I started trying to work on it. So... Yeah. My problem is I'm, when I'm really bad about interrupting, but it's never because I'm like, what I have to say is more important. It's because I think of something so, like, that relates to it slightly. And it's like, it's first of all, it's just jumping around in my brain. If I don't get it out, I'm going to scream. But also, um, it's like, oh my gosh, I relate to that. Well, I'm listening so much to you that I want to tell you something that I relate to that so that you understand that I understand what you're talking about. And then I go off on a 10-minute tangent about this story, and they're like, cool, so can I finish my story now? oh my gosh I'm so sorry I like it's just my way of being like I'm listening but it's not helpful mm. whatsoever so I'm glad that you can be you can be patient I, with no, me I, well and I'm not perfect at listening either because I will go off on my own tangents just like you because I'll have a I'll be like oh yeah I get that look at us just having a whole thing to chatter about if you guys have been listening this long we appreciate you yeah you're the real one (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) um if you think that other people would be such patient as you um you should send this to them so that they can have such a fun time listening to us ramble you can also give us a rating review on whatever you're listening to apple podcast spotify whatever um spotify even lets you do like a little like answer box thing we love reading those so fun um but if you want to get more connected with us um where we can actually respond to you you should go to our instagram or facebook those are the social media platforms we have where we also can give you updates on things that are going on and just kind of connect with you more so if you have ideas you have thoughts um if you just want to like i don't know talk to us about anything we can kind of have more of a conversation with you on those platforms as always thank you so much for listening we hope you have a fabulous rest of your week and a gorgeous october filled with no christmas music Bye. Oh my gosh. Bye. <laughs>